Hello, friends. Uh, we continue to worship God as we continue to listen to his uh, word this morning, to the word of God. Uh, that is going to be on Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse 13 through the 16. In the meantime, I'd like to share with you that this is a story from the book of uh, William Barclay called The Parables of Jesus, um, to which he shares in a story regarding Mabel Shaw, who was a famous missionary, and she relays how she was telling her little Bantu children in Africa about giving a cup of water in the name of a chief, as they have learned to call Jesus. They were tremendously interested because in a hot, hot country, a cup of water can be beyond price. Not long afterwards, she was sitting on the veranda up the village street came a string of porters, obviously exhausted. They sank down wearily at the side of the road. These men were from another tribe. That could be seen for their clothes and from the way they wore their hair. And then there was suspicion and often hostility between tribe and tribe. And suddenly something happened. Out, out, of, out from the veranda came a little line of babies, as Barclay called them, the children of primary age, each had on their heads a water pot. They were obviously a little frightened, but just as obviously determined to see this through. They went out to the tire porters, knelt before them, and held up their water pots. We are the chief's children, they said, and we offer you a drink. The astonished porters knelt in return, took the water, and drank from it. And the babies took their heel. They came running to Mabel's shop, so excited, and they say, Hey, Mabel, Mabel, we have given, we have given, they said a thirsty man, a drink in the name of a chief. Today, help me read the text together. Let's read this text together. Matthew chapter 5 says, you are, you are the salt of the earth. But in, if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under the bowl. Instead, they put, they put it on its stand and give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father, your God, in heaven. Lord, thank you for the possibility that there is in your word to, for transformation, for healing, for reconciliation, for new vision, for new beginning, for pardon of sins, for your assurance and hope. So we pray as we join hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of church here uh, in the United States and across the world to remember that you are 
you are the light and the salt of the world. In your name we pray. Amen. There are four key words in, on this test. I will say probably six you can say, but I will refer to four of them that I believe are interesting on this particular text. Earth, world, town, and house. Earth, world, town, and house. There are other two words that you also can refer to as a very important words on this text, which is salt and light. It probably is telling us that a follower or followers of Christ individually and together preserve and bring flavor to the house, town, world, and earth. Followers of Christ individually also and together illuminate the house, the town, the world, and the earth. Key expressions also I found here, which is, first of all, the expression you are. So Jesus Christ is not only saying you are becoming, which is part of a process, but you are. For him, he says, or he sees and he says that whatever we, he intended us to be, we are already becoming it. We are already that. So he said you are. Identity matters. Identity do matters. Jesus names us. Preservers and illuminators of the world. Preservers and illuminators of the world. I suppose we can decide to be otherwise. Isn't it true? But that is exactly what he says we are. Preservers and illuminators of the world. You are salt and light. You might find those metaphors, salt and light, a little bit awkward to apply to yourself or to your life. But we also can reframe them. We can use our own language, our own context. The placentia and surrounding areas concept or context, the American context, and our world context, right? And we can say, okay, so salt, you are the flavor or the seasoning of your family, community, nation, and the world. You also can say this, hey, you are the artist that creates beauty all around the cities and towns. Or you can also say you are the coach that develops strategies to empower people. Hey, Lent, you are the poet that makes language beautiful and powerful. Or you are the tech, Daniel, Tim, Alex, and others. You are the tech that channels waves of sound and images with meaningful order. Or you are the baker, those who, are, who, have been, who have been baking lately, and those who have the business of baking. You are the baker that brings joy and comfort to life and to many. You are the gardener, too. You know how many of you don't have a gardener? Most of us do here, at least in Placentia, or here in this city, in this county. You are the gardener that keeps colorful and life-giving lawns and gardens. You are the entrepreneur that keeps, keeps imagining new ways of producing services and resources for the good of the whole. Like businessman from Australia, Andy Steele Smith, named recently the GAN pastor. 
because he became a missionary for life transformation in the slums and more dangerous barriers of Cape Town in South Africa. By his own words, he says the following. He says, I grew up in a strong Christian home and church, but until I was about 40 years old, my life was all about building my own empire. Around 12 years ago, 12 years ago, I visited San Diego to buy a coffee company, invited to, do, invited to what I thought was a mega church. Little did I know it was a Christian rehab center. The Holy Spirit convicted me, and I spent the rest of the day crying like a baby. First, that these people are the same as me, but then, then, that they are actually better than me. I was the rich, arrogant fool, and my life turned upside down. The writer of this article that comes from the Christianity Today says also that somehow an Australian-born investment banker in England went to South Africa and got messed up with the Americans. And then he talks about how they influence and shape his life into becoming an entrepreneur for God. You are an entrepreneur too. But you also could be a farmer that, show, that sows seeds of life. You could also become, or you are, a teacher that equips flourishing new generations. If you're a teacher, you are doing that. You are just equipping flourishing uh, new generations. You are the counselor that listens with love and guides with hope. You are the scientist that researches with courage and facilitates new possibilities. You can keep writing and proclaiming who you are and who we are. Just use your imagination and ask yourself the following, the following question. It was made by or asked by Pulitzer winner poet, by the way, Len, poet Mary Oliver. She says this, or she asks this question. Tell me, what is it that you plan to do with your one wild, precious life? What is it that you plan to do with your one wild, precious life? Now, you can name who you are. I don't know exactly how you will describe, describe yourself. You can say, I'm a child of God. That's perfect. You can say, I'm a servant of God. That's perfect. You can say, I'm a missionary. That's perfect. You can say, I, I am just a human being. And that is perfect because every human being was made at the image of the triune God, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are. On my Facebook uh, story recently, on Thursday, I was uh, sharing a story in Spanish with my friend Juan regarding how I have discovered this new um, survey that asks questions, well, like probably 100 questions, uh, about your character. And they believe that we normally move our lives or live our lives by five top uh, values or characters. And it was really interesting, very affirming and illuminating, by the way. But part of the training that I'm going through, 
they asked us to set three goals based on your values. And I did that, and that's not something new to you, but I did that in that particular um, way or approach. And I found out that as I shared on Facebook last Thursday, people were asking, how do I do that? Because I really want to be more value-oriented. I want to be more character-oriented. I want to be more do I want to be doing more what is essential. And what is essential is obviously God and His creation, and is obviously the church is essential from God's perspective, from the theological God's created perspective, which is to be what? To be the light and to be the salt of the world, wherever they are at, individually or as a corporate people, corporate worship. So it doesn't matter if you are together or you are not physically together. What matters is what, what is it that you are doing together or individually. Whether you are spacing yourself or you know, putting yourself at a distance, six feet apart or, or 20. I was joking with a pastor friend of mine from India that he said, you know, you know, America requires six feet apart. And I said to him, but you Indians, you, you require 20 feet apart. And he answered back and said, and you Venezuelan, 25. So whatever that might be, that was just teasing. But yes, whether we are at that distance or even farther away, the most important thing is who we are and how we are expressing who we are through the values of the gospel. In the case of a Christian believers and Christian disciples, we express our inner being, our, our, the most inner part of ourselves through the values of the gospel. So the values of the gospel are pretty clear here in the gospel, in the New Testament, and also in the First Testament, which is the values of being that kind of community and that kind of person. We are the salt and we are the light Somos la luz y la sal de la tierra. We are. So, my friends, may I ask you a question and also a call to action this morning. Is there any way that you can find one extra goal that you want to express through your, more, the, your most important values? And you will say, from today on, I will. What is it that you will? You will do something with that particular value of yours. In the name of the chief. In the name of the chief. You will either or be a sh somebody who will go and shop and be a blessing to our food drive. You will be somebody who probably will donate blood. Or you will be somebody who decides that to write that poem you have, you have been trying to write and you haven't done it yet. Whatever it is, try it, dream it, do it. Because we are, my friends, we are. And we have been sent by Jesus. And by, by the way, remember, I know we are becoming. I know we are a work in progress. But Jesus doesn't see that only. He also sees that we already are like like 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, you have been made new creation. We are new creation. Yes, in the process of becoming better, yes, but we are. So some people say, I would like to be a better person. My friend, by proclaiming that, you are already becoming a better person if you are committing, committed to doing that. 
So my brothers and sisters, my friends, today the call to action is just execute your most inner values through very small or medium or large goals that you have for yourself and allow the Holy Spirit of God to empower you by the presence of Jesus Christ living in your life and through your life and through my life and in my life and just do that. It was this farmer, Tobin, this farmer who wanted to sell his uh, farm. He was tired of that farm. He, was, he has worked too much in that particular farm. He was really, really tired about it. And he decided that he will sell that and call one of his friends who happened to be really good about in, uh, with words. He was a poet. And he said, please write an ad for me in the newsletter of the town and, uh, and let's, let me, help me sell my farm. I got to get out of here. And the poet said, sure. So he went and wrote it down, and he left on, on vacations. One month later, he came back thinking that the farmer has already sold the farm. And he said, what are you doing here? Didn't you sell the, the farm? He said, well, it was hard to sell it after I saw what you wrote about it. And what did I write? You said that that was the most beautiful farm in the whole town. You say that water was as crystal as heaven. You say that the mountains surrounding it, it was extravagantly great. So you say so many good things about what I had that, that I decided to buy it myself. Why? Because it was a poet expressing her or his most inner values to the beauty of life and the power of life. In this case, for us, the beauty and the power of the gospel. That's why Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it has power for salvation and transformation. Friends, let's pray because we are the children of the chief. Amen. Lord, thank you because you have called us to be salt and light or whatever we are in the power of that sense of being light and salt, of being your disciples. You call yourself, Lord Jesus, the light of the world. And even though you never say that you are the salt, you are the most important salt of the world because you are everything. You are the beginning and the end. You are the best. You are the alpha and the omega. You are who you are. You are our Lord, Savior, friend, big brother. You are everything for us. Help us to live our lives as a poem in the writing, in the making. But it is already done because you say it is done on the cross. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.